Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing 25th of October 2021. Quite a lot is going on at the moment. Not enough haulage because we can't find enough lorries. And it really is an ongoing issue that is going to create a very interesting dynamic. Can we, without strategically planning to move a lot each month, clear our stores of some of the product that we've got? Can we load a boat in a two-day period if you've got to get loads of lorries down to a port and there's some sort of weather hold up and it's not straightforward? It's going to prove very difficult to get haulage to be able to do that and meet all of your other commitments at the same time. This really is a major issue and several farmers absolutely have not grasped they think it's some sort of joke or some sort of pretend merchant game that we play. Just because there's lots of sugar beet lorries going up and down the road doesn't mean to say that all the world is still running to normal. If you step outside from your little hedges and actually ask people in the real world about this, there is a major haulage shortage and moving grain is a problem. We are at the moment keeping our head above water, but one of our October contracts to a slightly further away destination, we've had to string right the way through to the 18th of November to actually meet all the fixings. Now that is absolutely horrendous. It's never been like that in my entire career, so it's new stuff for everybody. And the question I'll ask the consumer is this. Will consumers start to reward reliable suppliers and not just go for threepence on the day? I can buy off him or you're too much. Because it's all very well buying it off someone who promises you the earth and then misses six fixings in two days. Your mill is now getting very close to running out and lots of the mill managers who've been in the luxurious position of being snot bags for the last few years are now turning around having to be vaguely polite periodically because they are getting upset with the fact that grain is not turning up. And I think this is a very sobering moment for several people who've had their little empires crumbled a little bit. They have to be a little bit nice. There, good start. Also, while I'm on a roll, we've had an observation about the podcast being a bit stale, you know, old boy just talking to his mates which is a good constructive piece of criticism, I get that. We've had a long period where it's just been us talking to each other and we're beginning to play catch-up by seeing other people. It has been very difficult during pandemic to do all that we'd aspire to do. We are intending to increase the number of people that we're interviewing, but also the actual in-house chats are quite popular. We get some very good responses to some of the banter that goes on, so we're kind of trying to do a balance of all of that. And also, allegedly, we're a little bit harsh at Boris bashing. You know, what about the opposition? Yeah. What about the opposition? If they were in power, we'd be bashing them as well. Bluntly, they've got no actual out loud opinions, which, you know, UK politics, I'm afraid, is first past the post, which means it's going to be the Conservatives forever and or possibly some sort of coalition or something in the future. And the Green Party and anyone representing quite a lot of the country actually really is secretly thinking isn't ever going to get any sort of voice. So you just take it on the chin. And the only good side of that is that they can't blame somebody else for the utter utter miserable position we're in and on that subject a message to Minette Batters next time you're on Radio 4 
stop being so polite. Just say, you know, as far as farm trade deals are concerned, Liz Truss and George Eustace clearly, categorically said that we wouldn't undermine quality or spec or standards in any way. It will be a fair playing field. Just say they lied. Okay, it's straight to the point. Right, grain market. It is still firm. It is at contract highs again. Is 210x farm for May 22 the top of the market? Do you know what? Doesn't feel like it is today. It just feels like the crop size being declared at 14 million. I think that's slightly light. I think there is a bit more than that around. But the farmer at the moment is really busy and or has been up until this rain. He's been able to distract himself. There are a few people asking the question, is this the top? Should I sell some? Anyone who sells some is feeling reasonably happy. I don't think they're going to feel bad at all about where this price has ended up even if it goes up another tenner from here, you know, to being 200 and something pounds per tonne is pretty fantastic. However, there doesn't feel much pressure. And if the market dropped 10 pounds a tonne for May, it's still 200. So yeah, it's a comfortable place from which to be trading. Other markets are following suit. Feed barley, you can make 190x. If people are short for barley at any point, they pay more money than that. That might ease back a bit, but I'm not being funny. Feed barley at 185 plus is also way, way above where we expected it to be. And those are great prices. I would recommend that people look this year to be clearing more out sooner rather than later. I think it's not a year for hanging on to stuff to the very bitter end, other than a little bit. Play that game with just a small tonnage and get your sheds empty and clean them out and get yourself ready for next harvest. Slightly bigger crop coming due to the good conditions we've had up until this rain. There's been a fair bit of wheat planted in the month of October, the optimum time, and the condition of the crop is fantastic. It looks really good. A little bit of water lying around at the moment, but it's clear and dry today. The Most of this week has not got much rain. It looks fairly favourable ahead, so if it does dry out a little bit, we'll be more beat out, more wheat in. And so the wheat crop is going to be big, even though fertilizer is obviously the main topic of conversation and the most recent quote for fertilizer nitrogen 690 pounds a ton so cost of production has gone up probably in the region of 25 pounds a ton so i would say cost of production on a very good yielding farm who've got their act together is somewhere in the region of 160 now obviously that varies all over the place with 100 other variables but If you take that to be the case, the new crop value for feed wheat is for November about 180, 181, somewhere around there. That should show you a margin in what you're doing. Now, it's not enough of a margin, and you must keep in the back of your head that the cost of production is up that much. People tend to focus on the strapline price of 180 and think, oh, that's a good price. Well, obviously now it's no longer as big a margin as it used to be for you. So I've mentioned feed wheat. 210 from May, which if you bring it back closer to home, there is a big carry in the market. So spot wheat is more like 195, something like that. So there is a big spread that is going on in the market. People are reluctant to trade December because of the haulage situation and because of the Christmas scenario. People seem to be able to pick and choose whether they can or can't work, which is fine. It's just, I guess the price for spot is going to go to 200 plus. We're not paying that, but I'm sure someone will somewhere along the line. But it might be an unfavourable day that you're asked to load it up. Certainly in the new year, it's £200 a tonne onwards. So 210 for May is the top. Looking at oilseed rape, the palm oil crop has been reduced by about a million tonnes due to labour shortages, so it's not just us. You know, partly due to COVID, there is issues in Indonesia, so the crop is smaller. So rape is now back up to contract highs, as far as we're concerned, at 550. So we've talked about that one so many times, haven't we? So over to you. If you want to sell some at any point, just celebrate and do it. 
That leads me to say that the chat I had with Chris Key last week was a very sensible and grown-up one and surprised a few people at what we discussed, actually. I'm afraid this week we go true to form, if anyone knows Christopher. He's a very, very uh, amusing and cheerful, good buddy of mine. And when you drink six bottles of Oktoberfest strong beer with him, things often degenerate. So this podcast comes with a health warning. Some humour that belongs to us old codgers may cause offence to the woke, wonderful, everything's wrong with two old white men talking about things they shouldn't. So if you are in that category, please turn off now and don't listen to the rest of it. There are a couple of bits in here where... Yes, it's a little over the line, and there is a bit where I actually managed to render Christopher Key completely speechless with one of his, well, you'll hear it. Anyway, with that, enjoy and look forward to catching you next week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. If ever there was a time to own central grain store tonnage, it's now. Yeah Grain at Cantley takes the worries and stresses of grain drying and storage away. Members of the store can harvest without delay and can bring their produce in the day it comes off the combine, all with discounted drying and servicing charges. Call 01493 700 447 or 01263 731 550 for details. Yeah Grain, providing the grain handling you need. If your farm is looking to diversify, the first step is having the right website and logo. We are East Coast Design Studio and we're experts at creating websites that don't just look good, but get great results. Don't send your money to London. We're from Norwich, so keep it local. Call 01603 728 978 or visit us online at www.eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk. Welcome back, Christopher, to week number two of your Wise Words for Agriculture. It's a pleasure being here again, Andrew. Well, we've got through the sensible bit. Now we're going to really try and put the world to rights in a kind of a touchy-feely, meaningful way. We finished the last one on mental health, and I'm sure a lot of people will be surprised, you know, that our level of, um, what's the word I'm searching for, you know, awareness. Awareness of it, yeah. 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 We're modern woke types, aren't we? We are the modern generation, Andrew. We never do we think the modern men. The wrong thing. Yeah, we are. We're not allowed to call ourselves men anymore. All oh, right, yeah. Places that modern pe- people, persons, persons, penis envy. Who isn't a man? Who well, yeah, they want to be, but they can't. Anyway, all that. Anyway, right. So we've started this week's podcast, continuing on our Oktoberfest celebration. It's still October, so yeah. And we are now drinking Spartan. Oh, or Spaten. S-P-A-T-E-N. Spaten. 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 Aus München, which means from Munich. I'm just a bit German there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oktoberfest beer. And last, dear Satan drinks (laughs) Spaten. Translates, sir. That means Satan drinks beer. Oh, right. I don't know who, no idea what that means. Very, very (laughs) apt. (laughs) And it is, what is it on the Victor scale? 5.9, so it's a nice light Oktoberfest number. A very nice bottle, don't you think? Anyway, good start. And it is actually, I've took a sneaky good. little drink. It's good. Cheers. Let's just try this then. Yeah, not bad at all. <clears throat> okay, let's start on podcasts. You know, is it easy? Because you've done one already. The last week's been done. So is it like a doddle sitting here with me having a little chat about it? Well, stuff? that's always easy having a chat with you, Mr. D. Yeah. You know. Treacle. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's always snow to rescue mode. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll fill in the gaps if you go a bit. Never done a bit of a serious chat with you, though. No, that was last bit week. Su- yeah, <laughs> but that was a bit surprising. Yeah, no, I was surprised. I'm sure a lot of the people who know the Eltham area will be equally as surprised. So now this week, then, as uh, Mr. D and Keo. Yeah. Not discussing that, yeah, <laughs> discussing how it all works really. So first things first, podcast, right? You know, the dynamic of what do you reckon to an old bloke like me doing a podcast on a weekly basis? Because it is a bit strange. Yeah, I can imagine that is for you. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I come in from work tonight and... Do you ever listen to the podcast? Yeah, I do. I do, strangely When, when do you listen to it? Mostly Monday afternoons, after this has got to sound really bad now, after Pop Burr Quiz on Radio 2, <laughs> up was 10. Um, Are you seriously telling me you actually pop master you're talking about? Yeah, I, yeah. You I, can do that, you answer the questions. Well, occasionally, but yeah, I like to listen to that. <laughs> I hope, and then that I just, hope, then, I hope there's lots of your mates have heard that. I oh, know, yeah, but they won't be listening to this podcast, oh, will they? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then afterwards, I go, oh, oh, what's on the old uh, podcast? Doing <clears throat> grain podcast. No, it's good uh, one. Like this last week we had, or the week before, we had Patrick Allen, who I've known a million and ten years. Yeah. We had a chat about stuff, and it was really good. You're quite right. You do highlight when I've been a miserable git. You know, you come in the office in the middle of harvest, and you said you're in a really good mood. Yeah. Harvest happening, and then and I we just really depressed and depressed. <laughs> and then I go... Oh, God, Ben, I've got another free load. But then I go back there, and you're not there. And I park up again. (laughs) And so does the rest of the the gang, really. (laughs) Yeah, I've been a miserable git, you're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, it's difficult to creep out of it. But the line was that party that Elson Grain had you know, celebrating 40 years. And it's like, from then I was determined that it wasn't harvest anymore because it felt like harvest. Yeah. And just kind of like getting Patrick Allen on the podcast and just talking rubbish to him rubbish, about the, yeah, the old yeah, days. That's right. That's what it's about, really, isn't it? Having a <laughs> well, laugh. Some people like it, some people don't, you know. Well, I think the grain trade listen to the market chat and then they just do exactly what I tell them. Yeah, under no, circumstances, the under no circumstances should, you know, you tried on your say-so, <laughs> which is depressing to start with, isn't it? <clears throat> What's the average price of wheat that you sold at over the last three years? Uh, well, the last three years. Do you know, I don't, don't think I sold anything under £200 a tonne. No, you didn't, did you? Didn't I? Oh, three years on the trot. Three years on the trot. I think I've undersold it this year. <laughs> you still got something to sell? Yeah, but I don't know. Well, I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't got that much because actually no. um, there was a chap who raised a lot of pheasants and I sold it to him, Futon, and... Well over two hundred pound a time because he can't get any. So I have done it there, but yeah, yeah, I ain't done too bad really. But yeah. to be fair, that's a lot to do with my grain merchant. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. <laughs> Webby's done a brilliant job this year. He's done that good a job. I've actually sold some oil seed rape this year oh, just blimey. to keep Webby happy. Well, he's, yeah, no. Boy. Plus the fact that's well over five hundred pound a time. Boy's so. done good, isn't he? I did a few weeks ago take the mickey. I said, should I start selling my pool yet? Because a lot of people who committed tonnage to us to market for them. And it was about 190, I think it was. And as a place to start, I know already I've beaten the other pools. And that's really yeah. co- this is really cocky.
Clarky. And, and oh, I, that's I, good, I, though. Anyone who There's is prepared to, to listen beyond the market report bit, who is in the grain trade, sorry, but it's true. We're going to win again. Yeah, you but just to... hang on. Hang hang you on a minute there. Hang you on there a minute, partner. Hold, Hold you on there a minute, partner. That wasn't that many weeks ago on your podcast. Mm. You were being a little bit... How good your haulage situation yeah, was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Crikes. Did that come back to bite you yeah, on the... Yeah, big time. But- big time. We had a 2,000 tonne contract for October to organise from our stores, not from rubbish farmer loading. Mm. We're talking about from our stores. We will finish delivering it on the 18th of November. We could not yeah. get from North Norfolk to an undisclosed site in, you know, away from us. We couldn't get the haulage. Oh. And any price haulage, you couldn't get it. And we were really smug about it. It. Yeah, but strategic. Were, yeah. <laughs> yes, we were. I did, I did, I did like that smugness because <laughs> I thought, oh, do you know what? Even at his age, <laughs> he sounded like <laughs> Tessa now. Oh, oh, well, you're wrong again, aren't you? Uh, Why was I wrong? Oh, there was this, 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 oh, this, this. Do you don't remember? Tell me, I... you get wrong off Tess. You can't <laughs> never get wrong. Why off aren't Tess. you like Christopher? Yeah, he's so lovely. Oh, he's <laughs> such a joke. He's Bond. so direct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. You know, you're right, saying something out loud. If you open your mouth and you say something, there's always someone to come and go, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. However, if you are wrong, it enables you to go, I'm wrong. I need yeah. to think about this. What am I going to do to change it? So tactically, what we've said is, or what we recognise is, there is absolutely no point whatsoever in being involved in selling grain to anywhere, any distance away. No. So we're going to just trade locally, which limits what we can do. Yeah. And it forces us into a, hang on a minute, the best place for us to trade is futures ex Aylsham. Yeah. I'm making space at Aylsham. I'm making space at various stores. And all of my wheat that I would normally be selling to consumers, I'm going to bring in. And I'm going to turn around to the farmers and say, yeah, have five quid. Your man who's going to do bugger all in November because he's, you know, he's fed yeah. up with ditching and there's nothing yeah, else to do. Yeah, nothing else to do. Five pound a tonne to you, red diesel, in you come, I've got space at Alsham, and that's where your wheat can come. And he'll go, oh, that's marvellous, I'll make money out of my man. See, see? No lorries, I've listened to my own mistake, and I've gone, how do I get around this? And that's the answer. See, it's like you tre- do, don't you? Treacle. You do, you do fall in what I can't every day of the week <laughs> and come out smelling the roses, don't you? I know you talk a lot more of what I can't in a year, I must admit, but you actually go through and do it, don't you? Look, the trick is, no matter how ridiculously, ridiculously wrong you are, it is all about looking someone in the eye and pretending that you're completely right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And your little legs are like paddling like crazy under the water. And your swan body just like, well, not quite a swan body in my world. (laughs) (laughs) Little yellow duck without any hair. goose. Got paddling along. (laughs) But, you know, there's a majestic glide through the water, that little duck. Yeah. (laughs) And the little legs are going like crazy. And you just go, yeah, no problem. Easy. Yeah, well, that's why me and Claire don't have any arguments whatsoever, because I am always right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) whether I'm wrong or right, I'm right. That's the reason why I run a business. In my own business, I can be Mr. Prima Donna. I am right all the time. When I go home... Oh, right. You know, you've met Tess, she's a powerful force. Yeah, I have, yeah. A bit like Darth Vader. Well... I don't know, I've heard different um, <laughs> noises to that when I see her, but um, I don't really want to go into your personal life on that one, Andrew. Did, did you go, is that it? <laughs> yes, yeah. Was it just a... <sighs> oh, that's it then. What are you do with uh, that little fella? Yeah, never mind. You need to spend time on your breathing then. <laughs> anyway, moving back. We do a podcast. 
And three years ago, we've been doing it for three years, it's an obscure, crazy sort of, certainly something I wasn't particularly fond or keen of. It was Tessa's idea. Right. With Which Josh all good and, ideas you know, are. And Josh. Yeah, probably, yeah. And they were like, you know, yeah. you need to do this. Get with the modern times, <laughs> I Mr. Know what, D. I didn't actually know what the podcast was. <laughs> no. And the only podcast I listen to is me. No, I don't. I do listen to <laughs> other podcasts. But it's kind of, it's evolved into something, you know, in, in, I don't know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, someone will be able to digitally pick up the conversation between you and me about how yeah. it was in 2021. Yeah. I know, that's a bit weird well, sometimes, because it, because although I was laughing and joking there, I have actually gone back on the podcast from a year and a half, two years ago, and picked one out and went, I'm sure he said something that, you know, just, just triggered my head. And then you were saying that you're always writing that, and then you go with one of these young farm managers, which yeah. are all there now, that I work for, and they're all lovely people, I must admit. Very lovely. But I'm on their wavelength for a little bit. And I can say, oh, yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And they go, really? Didn't expect Keel to know about that. Yeah. And I didn't 10 minutes ago, but I just must quickly been, listened to... Must have, uh, been, must have been a really good guest we had on. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. Well, that was about 15 months ago, so uh, that wouldn't have been Bob Cliven. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was about 15 days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that wasn't him. But I will go back and listen to his at times, because... <laughs> You know, I think he's wrong about Pip. (laughs) (laughs) There's an interesting concept. You're absolutely right, Christopher. You know, Keo today. today, We're we're off the polite edge. So here we do. We do this podcast and we've discovered that we're capturing people in their prime, just past yours, obviously, but we're just capturing them. And what they think, what they do and how they, you know, work comes out of their mouths because the conversation kind of like, I don't know, listening back, I'm surprised at how the conversations go. I don't plan it. No. Because you know, there is no planning in this, is there? No. That's uh, a bit like life sometimes with these youngsters. You think, oh, jump up, little git, you know. Yeah. But then when you actually That's sit down you, and you get a couple of Oktoberfests <laughs> into them, <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> You never yeah. laugh and a joke with them. Yeah, you can find out whether they can drink Oktoberfest. Exactly. That's why I like to get them on old school, you know. Territory. Territory. Shooting rugby in the bar, something like that. And uh, right, now you're in my world. What's the next beer? That's your world. Exactly. Right, so which one exactly. do you fancy? The Ainger or the Baulena Munchen? We're going to have a Munchen. I think we'd better have a Munchen. Yeah? A Munchen would be pa- nice. Paulina Munchen. Und now? Because I think Patrick would prefer us to finish on the Aing. Is that Aingar or is that a polite way of saying a Ginga? And by the way, I have got a daughter who's Ginga, so I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not just being... Uh, I'll probably get wrong for that now, wouldn't I? Look, we have lots of jokes about that in our office because as one of our key podcast members has a little slight tinge to the colour of their hair. That wasn't very proportionately right, was it? I think I got that wrong on the pouring. I think you got more than me. Yeah, I got a tornado in How'd mine. How did you do that? That is welly poured. Look at that. I've got to say, I've never seen that before, have you? No. You just pour this beer and there's like a tornado in the middle of it. Yeah. Fizzing away. After 50-odd years, I've now got the hang of it. Vorsprung duck technique, mate. Oh, this, this has got to taste nice already with a tornado in. What do you mean? Same as the last one? Yeah, that's all beginning to taste the same now, but... Oh, I could actually drink that. Yeah. I could. Yeah, I think we should. I think I, we will. I think I could. 
I'll have to uh, well, uh, munchen. These are all purchased by Patrick Mutimer. So lovely, lovely Patrick. He's another good chap. Isn't he? He's a good chap. He is a good he's chap. He's a big fan. I love old poodles. I'd never want to get wrong with poodles, but I do love him. Yeah, me too. It's... I actually, when I got divorced, I split up with my first wife. I moved in to live with Patrick oh, in dear. the first six months. That is awful. It was oh. a terrible experience. And it was a cold comfort farm as well. Because it's Patrick, you know, and there was a light on outside this window. I was sleeping and it was, never went off sort of light. The first night there was close to the worst moment of my entire <laughs> life. Nothing to do with Patrick, to do with how it was. But I lived there for six months, and you know what? He's a very kind yeah. bloke. You know, he's big, and he's he liable to punch the odd person. Oh, yeah, yeah, accidentally on purpose. And but he's a good bloke. He's a yeah, truly, he you is. know... He's even better after these um, Octoberfest. Well, he obviously, Why have to he obviously listens to our podcast. Exactly. Well, so his what? wife, Claire, used to edit it. Yeah. Until she got too, you know, emotionally uh, involved with the fact that we were being totally unprofessional. And, oh, right. And apparently I had a cough. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you? Uh, oh, bless uh, you. She had to edit everyone out. Oh, dear. And she couldn't take it anymore. See, even then you were demanding. Yeah, no more coughing, she said. Oh, right. There you oh, go. Well, it's not well never mind. Thank you very much, Patrick. Yeah, cheers, Pat. We've got one That's... more to go after this one. Anyway, this one, this Paul, we'll call it Pauline, is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Pauline the Munchen. Now, there's one. <laughs> I won't forget that one, you see. Good old Pauline. House Munchen. Anyway, enough of that. Right, so back to the podcast. Here we sit. Captured forever, having a serious conversation. You were at the Ausman party and you said to a couple of my colleagues and my wife that you had a few ideas about what we should do. <laughs> a few ideas about what we should do with the podcast, didn't you? I just said, Mr D, that you are such a miserable git at times. <laughs> Need to liven it up a little bit. And yeah, the evening was good and we'd had a few ales. Yeah, so I just thought, yeah, we just need... And they came back at me and said, well, what should we do then? Yeah. So... Agent, it wasn't their idea, then it was from you. you yeah, thought, I, I listened to that podcast. A, I chucked a few things up in the air and... Um, what would be the best and the strongest thing that we could do for our listeners? I don't know. I'm from the era when I used to read the Sun newspaper. Right. And I used to love reading for that. And then uh, there was this little bit in the back when the dead deadry where everyone would just lump all their problems on a poor Deirdre and some of her answers were lovely, you know. <laughs> so I thought, well, perhaps... Could, pod, so if someone had a problem could, in agriculture, they could write in and they could say... They could write, Dear, uh, hang on, so you're now going back, write in, email in, <laughs> or whatever, write in and go at the bottom of the pile. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And say, dear Well, dead doing, dead doing. You'll be our agony, aren't you? Well, dead doing, dead Keel, or whatever. I can deny any liability if it's yeah, if Well, that could just go round. <laughs> I could be part of the doing family, and that could go round like dear Webby, you know. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Whoever's professional in that oh, well, line that. of... <laughs> yeah. So, dear Webby. Dear Webby. Dear Webby, what um, sort of drums would come up? Because most people well, are reasonably happy, aren't they? Well, yeah, right. My um, wife doesn't understand me. Yeah, my wife doesn't understand me. I work all these hours, but I've still got time to go down the pub. 
All cool rugby on a Saturday. Yeah, money's really tight, but I can still go shooting for three days a week. I think a lot of farmers' wives will write in more than farmers. Yeah, but that's probably a desire thing, isn't it? Well, it could, but we could answer all that. You know, I could could always show my feminine side. You could. Or Webby definitely could. The farmer's wife says, she goes, Dear Webby, or dear Keogh, I am very unhappy at... What are they unhappy at, honestly? My husband's lack of attention. He seems to be care more about his soil condition. I don't know. What is he there could, to complain yeah, about? Yeah, he could say something like that. I can imagine some farmers' wives do get a bit jarred off with their husbands being more interested in their soil condition than their condition. So what would you do? How yeah. would you say, look, what you need to do, sweetheart? How would you answer it? You know, I'm, well, I'm, my husband's more interested in his soil moisture than mine. Yeah, <laughs> I was then going to answer that and I just tried sharp then. Right? Oh, dear. That threw me up. Right. So, well, how would you answer that question? Well, yeah, I could obviously see her point of view because I'm sure there's quite a few of you farmers' wives worried about the moisture content of his soil, but. Um, <laughs> We got an answer like that. You got to say this bit. You know, I'd like him to understand some of my issues as well. That's a good one. And then, how rude can we be? (laughs) (laughs) Lily, Tess is going to give you a a warning on this, so you can take it. This is uh, nervous. No, it's no. Fuck it. Just Lily, go with it. Carry on. We'll be. Yeah, I totally understand where some of them farmers' wives are coming from. But what I would suggest is, if you happen to get hold of a moisture meter. Yeah. And go round not just the farm, but you know, round the house and whatever you're in. Yeah. And, and searching. And searching for some moisture readings. And, uh, yeah, just, you, you could find out where the troubles were. Just <laughs> see. and You could. You're absolutely right. Just have make a them, sit down. Make them, make have them, a sit down make meal. Them, make them aware of where those where are. Where there is different where moisture levels be, and, yeah, and where, they where his concerns should really be. Focused. And yeah. not just be on his soil. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that would probably work. I think that's very wise. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's the right way round as far as I can see. And, and you need to be in this modern day aware of the needs of not just the people who work with you or your soil, but your family and yeah. your, your wife especially, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I've had a bit of grief in recent weeks from one or two farmers' wives Have about... You? Yeah, I took the mickey about a sort of a stereotypical farmer's wife of years gone by. Oh, right, right. And I mentioned, you know, I'd had a couple of, not Oktoberfest beers, no. but I, I mentioned deadheading roses and got some Ooh. serious grief about it because it's like inferring that they spent their time doing that. So yeah. I've suffered a bit, so it's a dangerous area. Yeah, I so imagine. So luckily, having you here to be a bit more sort of touchy-feely about the subject. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't really go touchy-feely, Andrew, because well, you're Going guru, back to that guru, you're then going back to that moisture meter thing. Aren't you? <laughs> if I got touchy feely, <laughs> yeah, they've obviously suffer from that the minute they see you of being James Bond. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's that sort of guru expertise, that wise advice for younger 
Yeah, I'd just like to pass on uh, some of my skills, bad skills and bad experiences that. Have you had bad experiences? Well, you know, a second wife and everything else. So what? The second wife's not a bad experience. A bit. Oh no, definitely not. Continued. Definitely not. Definitely not. But yeah, the things they do. But you just got to laugh about it and try oh, and look right. after them. And only human, and, aren't you? Yeah, you're only human, aren't you? And you only hear one. So and in the end, crack you're, on. you're a bloke, and women have worked out that blokes are pretty disappointing. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. It's a list of things. Yeah, list of things. And to be fair, I have got thousand and one different excuses, but even now I don't even bother. (laughs) I just say, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I am an absolute, yeah. The beauty of coming here tonight, Christopher, was I said, uh, Tessa, I'm going to go and see your wise advice of getting me to have Chris on the podcast is um, I'm off there tonight to do it. And her immediate reaction to that was, have you warned Lily about editing? Ooh. I don't even know Lily, but I'll apologise. She's, she's brilliant as an editor. She really is good. I mean, she makes the whole conversation seem smooth. But when the podcast is going on, it's a conversation that kind of ebbs and flows. And, you know, you can cock up or cough or do all sorts of stuff. And she just makes it seamless. She's brilliant. I hope, Lily, you've listened to it this far. <laughs> Yeah, I did hear Bob Clayburn's <laughs> lasted about eight hours. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob, I love you, you know. But, Rachel, I have already got your email, so I will be answering your dear Keo question. <laughs> yeah, so back to Dick. So you think that would be a winner if we had... I, I, yeah, I think it would, don't you? What about the farmers? Let's not dwell on the farmers' wives. Oh, no, the farmers you know, as well. Oh. They, 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 what would they say? You know, what, you oh, know. I play agony aunt to most of them most days. Oh, so dear Keo, what is their trouble? Dear Keo, you know, the price of fertiliser has just gone through the roof and everything else and uh, just don't know where to turn. And, and then... You try and ring them the next day and they're out shooting in their new Range Rover and you think, what? I think they're worried about the diesel price going up, you know. Are they? I don't know, but I think I can just, I could pick them up or something in my cheaper car. Pick them up so they haven't got to drive there. So, so they right. no, and then take them shooting for them. Okay. So that wouldn't cost them you, quite I mean, so much. It's going to struggle to survive, isn't it? That should be really a bit of a grown-up moment here. But it's in trouble, isn't it? The wokey world of, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, putting lead through birds and everything. No, yeah, I think that will definitely finish. Yeah. In its current form. Yeah. You've got to have some form of, you know, where you genuinely go out and hunt and shoot a bird or two and eat it. That's different, isn't it? If you yeah. say, right, we are going to have a shooting party. When we've got to shooting, bag 40 birds. We'll yeah, quarter day. Yeah, 11 o'clock, we've shot 40 birds. We're now going to the central hut where we're all going to cook the pheasants. And then we're going to spend the rest of the day eating them and... Drinking nice red wine or October yeah. fest. Better. And in the end, that would be probably... Better. Day. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Because you'd cut all the... All I, the I love day shooting, Andrew. And yeah. I'll tell you what, 90% of it is the camaraderie who yeah. I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. Changing room chat, taking the mickey. Taking when his. you were saying that a few weeks back you missed the rugby club changing room and everything else, yeah. I actually, I heard getting off so that I actually thought when they opened Young's Park because I played good football mm. that I thought I could still play. And you? the Young's family, Ben, Tom, and all that lot. And I used to actually work for the Young's family. Did I? you? Yeah, I got a lot of respect for them. They're a good family. Um, I agree with I you. thought I was still 17, 18. Did you? And didn't quite work. But no. the funny thing about it was, in the changing room, ah. someone, someone even said, when I was getting changed, blinking L Keo, everyone's really... put a bit of weight on. Oh, they said that afterwards. <laughs> 
Look at that, Everyone's put a bit of weight on, but your feet are put about three stone on because my football boots couldn't... I couldn't even do them up at all. We possibly played against each other a million years ago. I'm a bit older than you, but I can remember... Because you were an Alsham boy, weren't you? I was. Alsham Town. Alsham Town. And uh, I can remember... What year was this? It would have been about 1980. Five or six, somewhere around there. Were you playing then? Oh, I was probably... Well, you probably wouldn't notice me. I was probably nutmegging you with myself then. Well, we played Alsham Town in... It was the year that Akel United got promoted to senior football. Oh, right, yes. Alsham yeah. Town actually won the league. Yeah. And we got runners-up. Were you playing that season? I wasn't playing that season. Were you too young? I think I was playing for Reefham then. Were you? I started my apprenticeship there and then come to Alsham with the big boys. Uh. Well, we came to Alsham when all the locals were giving it all the, you know, whatever they do at Alsham. And um, I was what playing do you mean? Se- I was playing Spain. Well, sort of like. <laughs> you are in Alsham. <laughs> no. I've been there for lots of years, I know, but it was like I was playing for Akel then, and that was my team. Cut long story short, Akel won 3 2. Uh, and I played centre forward due uh, to my height. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> The first goal was a, you know, but the goal that back. made us win 3-2, and we'd had abuse from, the, from the local crowd a lot. No, no, your goalkeeper and the centre-half and I were all running for a ball, and I, you know, I don't know, goodness knows why they did it, because they had fairly lot bigger. They ran into each other. Yeah. They absolutely smacked into that each other. That is the only way. And the ball, would, like, yeah. jiggled through it, and I... Ran to, I'd already scored one of the goals at the 3 2, but I'd already scored yeah. one, which was a good goal. And there it was. There was me in the six yard box, your goalkeeper lying on the floor, pretending he's hurt, centre half pretending he's hurt. You tapped no it. In. And I was like, no, no, I didn't tap it in. I was oh, in the six yard box. And it was 2 2, and I whacked it in. Did you? And then I ran down, and I ran right out to the wing in front of all these old boys who'd been taking the piss out of us. See, listeners, like, 40 years <laughs> later, he still hadn't forgotten. And then they won the league, but we got promoted. I don't care. But oh, it was well. A great I wish you'd played that day. I wish it'd been you running the goal. No, that wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have known you. You'd had hair and you wouldn't have known me. Exactly. I'd had hair and I'd had pace and I'm about seven years younger, so I'd have just took you out the halfway line. You you took your own goalkeeper out, mate. Nah, I definitely knew I wouldn't play on that day. Kick someone as a goalkeeper. We'd have been 4 0 up anyway before (laughs) you'd even got that. So, So have you or Testy think anything you need getting off your bait, you'd write into Dare Keel about it? Um. <laughs> I mean, you haven't got to share it with the whole world. Well, there's four people you say there's this for this, but in my family there was five kids, and mum's and my dad's passed away. But mum and my brothers and sisters don't listen. <laughs> no, no, I can my, imagine my, my kids don't listen. No, I imagine doesn't listen. No. my daughters don't listen. <sighs> However, there's a few so this has people. Got to be who, one of them. Yeah, no one listened to me once. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, no, I've got no complaints at all. I wouldn't write in. I'll forward this to Webby. <laughs> No, what would you say? You know, my farmers don't understand me. I remember at the Anglia Farmers Conference once, I stood up and my slides failed. They <laughs> completely screwed up and I was absolutely dead meat. And there I was, standing in front of however many people were in the room, and they failed. And I sat down and I remember thinking to myself, we need another beer, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, enough. Yeah, your, your slides well, failed. I'll tell you what, I'll Go tell on. the story. You pour the yeah. beer. Oh, Good brilliant. Man. Right. So I stood there and I thought to myself, uh oh. We've got the Ginga, by the way. Oh, we got the the Ginga. The Ginga Ginga. beer, which is 6.1 on the Richter scale. So thank you very much. See if you can make a tornado out of that. 
Yeah. Anyway, I stood up and I realised my slides weren't going to work. So I said, right, I'm sorry. I looked at them and they kind of wanted you to succeed. Now, that's very disproportionately poor, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I stood up and I said, the one line that if ever you're a grain trader, you need to get the crowd on your side is this. I said, in the relationship between a grain merchant and a farmer, which one is the Sheriff of Nottingham and which one is Robin Hood, right? So I said, right, farmers, are you the Sheriff of Nottingham? No. Not one hand went up. No. Are you Robin Hood? The ones who prepared to, like, see what was coming next, most of them stuck their hands up. So the fundamental belief is that they are a force for good and they're good people or whatever they do, even if they have bad thoughts about all sorts of stuff, they are the good people. They are Robin Hood. All right, grain merchant, I said. Is the grain merchant Robin Fried Hood? Tuck. <laughs> yes, he's now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I, I went off. No, yeah. yeah. And obviously, so ends up, and my point being that if I had my time again, the reality of the relationship between farmers and merchants is, in my opinion, wrong. It's disproportionately wrong. People have a complete and utter belief that you are a crook from the first. Yeah. Moment. Oh, you, that yeah. Really bugs I'm, me. Well, now it does. Does it? It doesn't surprise me. It annoys me. Yeah, I can imagine that. But then I've always, not just because you're hair, because I will tell you to your face when I'm. No, I think you're always fair to the young farmer or the old man down the road. Yeah. So I wouldn't okay. put yourself down that much. No, no, so I don't know why you are so miserable at times. You know, but no, we'll no, have another no. chat in the pub about that, I think. Yeah, another day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so anyways, there we are with that one. I've got no other question. So what I'm more interested in is, is the farmer who comes in, dear Keo, yeah. I'm down at my last... Million or what, two. What shall I do? Or, yeah, what's the best way of spending it? Or No. Uh... Let's just see what sort of response we get and get some uh, questions in or some so if we get some, some dear, problems in. Okay, so anyone wants to write into the podcast from now on with a dear Webby, Andrew, Keo. Yeah, we barely, will put, anyone, anyone I'll in get the you back Durham in, uh, family. Any dear Keo ones, I'll get you in specifically to answer them. To answer, yeah. Anything to develop and to give people the opportunity to... Get problems off the chest and yeah. just... Yeah. That'd and be just, another thing for the community we're doing, wouldn't it? yeah. And seeing as we are in October Fest and everything else in the shooting season, you know, if you rich farmers out there got a problem, uh, you know, where you're shooting at, I'm free of charge to come and give you a hand to, you know. I am driving now. I'm no, driving. Wait, wait, no, I, don't, gonna... I don't drive. I've got someone pick me up in the morning. <laughs> I can't. I enjoy the banter too much. Life's too short, Andrew, and you've just got to enjoy yourself and yeah. everything else. And we're shooting at the moment. Still providing that. Yeah, but I love my rugby. Yeah. Oh, the rugby dinners are lovely, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, yes. Don't say you're you still s- getting no, bored of them, you miserable old... No, 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 no. You, no. Catching up you with people. sit and have a chat. And have I'm a even playing beers. golf. Are you? Yeah, I'm even playing golf. No, absolutely rubbish. But I just get in my car. Where do you play golf? Anywhere. Corporate days are nice and good. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> anywhere where there's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll play golf. Yeah. If you find something to play, I'll play. I'll find yeah, yeah, to come on me. Anywhere where there's a hole, we'll play. Yeah, All okay. right. We'll have a um, crack at that. Yeah, we'll have a crack at that. And we'll see who's quickest to the mark on that one. <laughs> anyway, I think at this point we need to say a very great thank you to Patrick Mutimer, who is supplied. Diamond. Who's, Diamond. Who's Diamond absolutely person. given the 2021 Oktoberfest. I apologise for not being a sort of weekly thing, Patrick, where we tried one each time. And probably we haven't given some of them the fair assessment. We finished on the ginger or the anger. A ginger. 
Aiyinga. Aiyinga. But yeah, they're all largely Oktoberfest, but it's been yeah. really nice, hasn't it? I think, I think the next thing we should do is have a little boys tour out there. Yeah. Just to try them all again. The Doing Great Every, Podcast Oktoberfest. Everyone Fest welcome, tour. everyone welcome, and uh, I'll buy poodles. Yeah, we'll buy poodles beer. A couple of beers back. <laughs> no, not all night. He's synthesizing. <laughs> nah, I'm I'll buy you a couple of pints. Right? <laughs> it's a Stein, isn't it? Yeah. That's like a, what is a style? It's like about a litre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sort us out, isn't it? Yeah, I have got messy on that a couple of times. <laughs> so uh, Let's sign off, shall we? Christopher, it's been... Thank you very much indeed, you know, Mr. Doing. Risky, risky business. My wife said, you know, bloody hell, you're having Keo on I'm there. not that bad. No, I know. The first podcast, you were like on the TV when they have local heroes. You, it's lovely, very nice. And this time round, you know, other than your immaturity about yeah. farmers' wives... <laughs> <laughs> I blame you totally, so <laughs> just get the moisture meter out. <laughs> With that, Christopher, it's been an absolute pleasure. What should we drink next? Vodka. <laughs> Vodka and cook. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.